Manitoba holds four news conferences, resulting in four disappointments. This and more on the Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. show ladies and gentlemen i hope you guys are having a wonderful day as always uh just a quick question did anyone see the eclipse that happened this morning i think you would have had to be up around 5 45 to see it um and i think the moon only covered about 25 percent of the sun it wasn't obviously a complete solar eclipse here in manitoba um, but I did set my alarm for it, and I slept right through it, so I did not see it. And I'm dumb enough, I probably would have looked right at it, so I'd probably be blind right now if I didn't sleep through it, so it's probably a good thing. But let me know if anyone out there uh, did see it this morning. Alright, Manitoba. I guess the big news over the last two days uh, is the four news conferences held uh, over yesterday and today, it seems like they just can't get enough of TV, these people. Uh, the first uh, pre- press conference was held by Premier Pallister and the Manitoba Liquor and Lottery's President and CEO, Manny Atwell. And they were talking about the new announcement the Lottery Manitoba will now be holding uh, for partial and fully vaccinated Manitobans. The second conference was uh, the COVID-19 vaccination update held by Dr. Joss Reimer, who is the medical lead for Manitoba's Vaccine Implementation Task Force. And she was joined with Johanna Botha, Botha, lead of logistics and planning. The third conference was held by Dr. Brent Rusin, who is our chief provincial public health officer. And he was joined with Lynette Lynette Saragusa, who is our chief nursing officer of Shared Health. And they brought us the new update for the new health orders. And the fourth conference was held today with, again, uh, Premier Brian Pallister and with Dr. Rusin. And they unveiled Manitoba's opening up plan titled 4321 great summer so there was a whole lot of information dropped in the last couple days uh, but actually very little changes in regards to the actual health orders so going over the first conference here is brian pallister vaccines are our way out of this third wave and out of this pandemic vaccines are how we get our lives back in the short term and in the long term as well. And so we need Manitobans to get vaccinated. The sooner you get vaccinated, the faster we beat COVID, the faster we can protect one another, faster we can protect our healthcare system, the faster we can get our freedoms back. And so today, uh, Mr. Atwell and I are here to announce that uh, nearly $2 million in uh, cash and scholarships uh, will be awarded this summer 
to recognize Manitobans who get uh, vaccinated this summer. Urgency matters. Vaccination is important. We need Manitobans to get vaccinated. The sooner we get vaccinated, the sooner we get our lives back. This lottery uh, gives Manitobans a reason to move uh, faster, to roll up their sleeves, not once, but twice. So this is how the lotteries is going to be broken down. There's going to be two lotteries held for Manitobans. Uh, one for Manitobans who have been partially vaccinated. And the second one held will be for Manitobans who have been fully vaccinated. So for the first, uh, in order to qualify for the first lottery, you have to have had your first shot on or before August 2nd. And in order to qualify for the second lottery, you have to have had your first shot on or before September 2nd. So for both lotteries, they're going to be the exact same. Um, Each will consist of, uh, for the Winnipeg Health Region, there will be three prizes of $100,000. And for every other health region, there will be one prize of $100,000. And in addition to this, for uh, Manitobans age 12 to 18, there will be 10 draws for a $25,000 scholarship. So they said they haven't worked out all the kinks yet in regards to the scholarship. Uh, For example, if the winner chooses not to go to school and they haven't worked out all the tax implications yet, Um, but they will come back with with what they've come up with. But uh, just so you guys do know, the $100,000 will be given out in a lump sum and it would be recorded like a lottery winning, so it would be tax-free. So no shocker to anyone, this was another major flip-flop coming from uh, Premier Pallister. It was like a few weeks ago, as other jurisdictions were holding lotteries for their vaccinated population, Pallister said due to studies conducted that Manitoba will not be holding a lottery, he said that the studies showed that having the government offer financial incentive to get the vaccine actually has a reverse effect. Um, it has a negative effect and it increases vaccine hesitancy. Uh, the other obvious flip-flop is now that we're having vaccine passports. He was very against that early on in the pandemic. But I personally don't think that this uh, lottery is going to get more Manitobans to get a vaccine Uh, If you think about it, if we're at 70% vaccine rate, having a population roughly of, you know, 1.4 million, that's roughly a million people in the lottery already. So if you want to look at, you know, just for the, say the Winnipeg Health Region, there's about 800,000 people vaccinated, you know, at at 70%, that's like 550,000 people or something. So, you know, your chance is three out of 550,000. With those odds, I just don't think it's going to increase anyone's likelihood of getting a vaccine who is hesitant for other reasons. You know what I mean? You could just take your chance and buy a $2 lottery ticket for a cash payout of $70 million. I understand the odds are much worse, but you don't need to get a jab if you don't want one. And... 
if if you're worried about odds, there are smaller lotteries in Manitoba already, like the St. Boniface lottery and the HSC lottery. Uh, they cost a little bit more, but they have better odds. And again, you don't need the jab if you don't want it. So it was asked uh, during the press conference uh, if the money allocated to the lottery was money that was already in the system. And if not, where did the money come from? And Pallister finally spoke the truth, um, saying that we're, uh, he he basically came back and said, we're taking it from your two-year-old, meaning that they're borrowing money from the future, taking our tax money as a whole, and uh, doling it out to a select group, you know, something the government does best. And, And the worst thing is, they take the moral high ground. Like, doesn't it seem fucked up that they're going to take taxpayer money as a whole and dole it out to a select group of Manitobans who have gotten medical procedures that the government wants you to get? Like, is this the precedent that's going to be set? You only get tax incentives or tax breaks or tax rebates if you take the medication that the government tells you to take? Yet the same government that talks nothing about eating right or healthy living or exercising, the same government that taxes cigarettes, you know what I mean? Like, they have no moral high ground to be telling you what is best for your own body. Pallister does say that. He says that uh, he respects your individual right to decide for your body, but I think what's best for you. So if you want your own money back or your kids' own money back, then you have to listen to what we say. It's unreal that we're now coming down to this. So just so you know, for those who have been vaccinated, you are automatically entered into the draw. So you don't need to fill out any additional paperwork. Unless you are vaccinated outside of Manitoba, you might have to let them know. And... um It also was asked during the presser that why was this money just not spent on giving nurses raises, seeing as how they're in the middle of a negotiation, and Pallister just came back saying that we spend the most uh, per province on our healthcare system. So he really, he's, Pallister's all over the map on this one. But good luck to those Manitobans who have been vaccinated and are entered into the draw. But this brings me to the second news conference. And like I said, it was held by Dr. Joss Reimer, who is the medical lead for Manitoba's Vaccine Implementation Task Force, and Johanna Botha, who is the lead of Logistics and Planning. And it seems like a good portion of the conference was trying to go over all the mis uh, all the misunderstandings that have coming out that have been coming out with mixing doses and the efficacy rate of certain doses so dr reimer came out um, from the beginning and brought up two new studies that came out of germany that showed that mixing astrazeneca with an mrna produced an immune response that was at least as good as two mRNA doses, and it was superior to getting two AstraZeneca doses. So 
they are continuing to recommend to Manit- uh, Manitobans getting an mRNA for your second shot, either Pfizer or Moderna. And they are continuing to book Manitobans at least 28 days after your first dose minimum. For the Manitobans who have gotten AstraZeneca for their first shot, they are recommending eight weeks until you get your second dose. For those Manitobans who got AstraZeneca for their first shot, and want AstraZeneca for their second shot, you still can get it. Uh, You just have to consult your physician. Dr. Reimer said the reason for the recommendation is even though AstraZeneca is safe and effective, study after study keeps coming out that the mRNA vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna, are even safer than the AstraZeneca, and it's showing to be more effective than the AstraZeneca. So that's why they are going to continue to recommend that. Dr. Reimer also said that they are recommending getting the same mRNA shot as you did on your first shot. Um, Even though they are essentially the same and they are interchangeable, but they are recommending you stick to the same um, product. She did, however, say uh, if it's a matter of waiting for you, waiting to get the same product, then she said, get whatever's available to you at the time. It's better to get the second vaccine as opposed to wait for the same vaccine you received for your first shot. And for Manitobans age 12 to 18, they will only be getting the Pfizer vaccine as it's the only one approved for minors at this time. She also pointed out that last week, the mobile clinic gave the vaccine to over 40 people in two days, which doesn't sound like a lot, but she pointed out the fact that these are Manitobans that they're hard to get to Manitobans, either uh, just uh, location-wise or they have vaccine hesitancy for whatever reason. Um, She took it as a win, saying that it was 40 more Manitobans that uh, wouldn't have been vaccinated if they had to uh, rely on the super site. And uh, also, Johanna Botha announced that Manitoba reached 70% of people over 18 vaccinated with at least one shot. And he said that Manitobans 12 to 18 are not far behind. And Manitoba plans on giving close to 90,000 doses this week. And for the following week, close to 83,000 doses. He said it all really depends on the amount of doses they get from the federal government. If we get more doses, they will ramp up um, and they have the capability to do so. There was also a lot of talk about herd immunity um, because Dr. Reimer had originally claimed that they needed a 70% vaccination rate in order for herd immunity, but as you're aware, we pretty much hit that. But she claimed that with the Delta variant, it's uh, transferred more easily, and we now know that 70% won't do it. She could not give a specific percentage on what we do need to hit, um, because there also could be uh, variants emerging in the future. So... Dr. Reimer also had a kind of talk away previous remarks made about incentivizing 
um, people getting vaccines. Because on June 2nd, I believe it was, she came out saying how um, the studies are showing that they're ineffective and they have the reverse effect. But now she's kind of walking it back saying that cash per doses has a negative effect, but a lottery where everyone can enter has a positive effect. So I, I'm i not too sure about that. Like I said earlier, I don't think it's going to increase anyone's chances. I think people are just walking back earlier statements. But bottom line is she basically stressed the fact that if you got the uh, AstraZeneca as your first shot, wait eight weeks to get your second shot, preferably an mRNA shot. And if you have had an mRNA shot as your first shot, then wait eight weeks, or sorry, 28 days, and get your second shot. Other than that, the uh, efficacy rate of mixing has shown positive results. So, you know, they just went on about clarifying that. And Johanna went on about all the uh, information on doses and where they're going, how they're being allocated, and some doses got stopped um i think we were originally allocated with more doses and we didn't get the whole shipment so he just basically went on explaining all that uh it's not really interesting at all so that brings me to the third news conference the one that we've basically all been waiting for the one that i wasn't holding my breath for as i stated last show i was pretty confident that uh nothing was really going to happen and spoiler alert, basically nothing happened. Uh, so the third conference, like I said, was held by uh, Dr. Rusin and Lynette Saragusa. And he, uh, Dr. Rusin came out and um, basically said that uh, Manitoba has to slowly ease the restrictions. He understands that the last few weeks have been tough on Manitobans. Um, but we still do have to ease the pressure that's on our healthcare system. So for now, they were able to loosen the restrictions for outdoor gatherings. And that is the only change. They are now allowing up to five people in a private or public outdoor gathering setting. These five people can come from a max two different households. So they're even setting limits to the five people. This is public and private. Uh, He reiterated the fact that the uh, restrictions that were lifted a few days ago in relation to the splash pads and waiting pools and, uh, you know, hotel-operated pools and whatnot, those restrictions are still lifted. Um... And the other thing that remains in effect, uh, if you have had both doses and you've waited the 14 days, um, if you're a close contact, you don't have to self-isolate and you are able to visit people in hospitals and elderly homes and old folks' homes and stuff. So that's what Manitoba's been waiting for. That's what businesses have been waiting for. No changes. It was then passed over to Lynette Saragusa. And she was uh, 
you know, she said that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. We're not out of the woods yet, but we were having lower numbers this week. So it was showing good signs, but our healthcare facilities do continue to face pressure. Um, she stated that as of midnight yesterday, there were currently 151 Manitobans in the ICU, COVID and non-COVID. Um, out of the 151, 121 were inside Manitoba and 30 were outside Manitoba. Of the 30 outside Manitoba, 27 were in Ontario, two were in Alberta, and one was in Saskatchewan. Um, there were currently 97 COVID ICU patients, and 67 of them were in Manitoba. Four have returned home from Ontario. And earlier I said that we were continuing to send patients out, and I was actually mistaken. No patients have been sent outside the province since June 4th. So that's a good thing. And she also brought to our attention that 15 more nurses began a two-week orientation to join the ICU. That's joining 119 nurses who have already completed the orientation. And that brings it since uh, April of last year, 130 nurses completed the full critical care nursing program. Also, 12 res respiratory therapy graduates begin orientation. And uh, she stated out that on top of that, uh, we've received low, uh, federal help. 14 nurses were deployed. Two medical teams dispatched to remote locations. Three technologists and the Canadian Armed Forces uh, were helping us with their military transport. She did point out the fact that uh, even though with the lower numbers, the lower case counts, uh, the ICU still has been active as eight more patients, eight more Manitobans were added to the ICU in just the past 24 hours alone. And she also pointed out that uh, on top of the IC, or sorry, the COVID pressure, uh, over 15,000 non-urgent and elective surgeries has been postponed in Winnipeg alone. So she pointed the fact that uh, when COVID does get under control through vaccines or herd immunity, um, there's still going to be a strain on our healthcare system with just the overload of uh, catching up to do. It was asked of her that where should our ICU capacity be after this pandemic is over? And she responded with saying they're actually looking at that right now. And their goal for the future would be to have trained personnel already uh, trained and uh, staffed and ready to go. And they would be able to ramp up instantly uh, if there was ever a need, because she stressed the fact that they don't want to hire people, hire nurses, if they have nothing to do. Dr. Rusin did stress that this is not signal signaling an opening. Rather, it's just uh, a release valve for the interim, as it has been uh, tough on, on Manitobans for the past few weeks, as they weren't allowed to really visit anyone at all. So he uh, said these effects will be um, for the next uh, take place for the next two weeks, and there would be info later on on more opening plans, 
And he's referring to the conference that was held today that I'll get into. Uh, four, three, two, one. Ma- uh, great summer. I already forgot. Yeah, I was right. For, I just said it wrong. It's four, three, two, one. Great summer. That's why I forgot it because I said it wrong. It has a little ring to it. Maybe it'll make you forget that there's absolutely no information in it at all. But he also said that uh, they are heavily relying on Manitobans to follow the orders and to follow the spirit of the order, since they will really have a hard time enforcing um, that number. He also said once again that nothing is off the table and it will take uh, like 10 to 14 days before we could actually see any results from any new orders. Sometimes it could take up to two incubation periods and in regards to the ICU numbers, it would take even longer. So if uh, the numbers don't go down, he's reminding us, then the orders will remain longer than two weeks. So there you have it. Bang, bang, bang. Three conferences held in one day. And really, they were held like only two hours apart. So it was a brutal day. But that brings me to today's news conference. Um, the one that Pallister and Dr. Rusin have been hinting at all week long. Manitoba's future opening plans. And uh, here it is. Manitoba's 4321 Great Summer Reopening Path. Um, it's a, I'm just going to read it. I know I've said there's no information in it. There's obviously information in it. I'm being a bit facetious. But the reason I say there's no information in it because it doesn't matter. Like all the information is meaningless. It means nothing. You'll understand after I read it. So it states, uh, vaccinations are here. Summer is coming. It is time for Manitobans to begin to return to their normal lives after a year and a half of COVID-19 restrictions. If we get vaccination levels up and keep new COVID-19 cases down, Manitobans can enjoy the summer we all want and deserve. Four reopening categories. Summer is an important season to Manitobans. The path to one great summer is designed around the experience Manitobans value most, ensuring we can get back to our lives quickly and safely and make the most out of summer. The four reopening categories uh, Manitobans want most are category one gathering and socializing reunite with family and friends take part in weddings end-of-life celebrations and events meet indoors and outdoors exercise and participate in sports children and youth can attend day camps hang out at recreation centers and play attend services at your church temple or mosque Participate in First Nations, Inuit, Métis, and Urban Indigenous ceremonies and celebrations, and receive in-person community supports. Category 2, Travel and Tourism. Fly or drive to anywhere in Canada without having to self-isolate for 14 days upon return. Explore Manitoba, visit faraway family and friends, return to the land, enjoy Manitoba's nature and beauty. Category 3, Shopping and Services. 
buy what you want, where you want, when you want, renew your business, and secure employment opportunities. Category 4. Dining out and entertainment. Enjoy indoor and outdoor meals, drinks, and entertainment with friends and family. So that's the four reopening categories, three holiday milestones. Manitoba's 4321 Great Summer Reopening Path proposes a phased-in approach with more freedoms and less restrictions for each of the three holidays we look forward to each summer. As long as vaccination uptake continues to rise and COVID-19 remains under control by the time uh, each long weekend milestone, Manitoba will proceed to ease more and more restrictions. The three holiday milestones are by Canada Day, July 1st, 25% or greater opening capacity for businesses, services, and facilities, as well as increased gathering sizes with restrictions for some sectors. By August Long, which is August 2nd, 50% or greater opening capacity for businesses, services, and facilities, as well as increased gathering sizes with fewer restrictions for specific sectors. And the third holiday milestone, Labor Day, September 6th. All services, facilities, and businesses will reopen with limited restrictions in some cases. Two, responsibilities. We can regain our lives and livelihoods only if we keep COVID away. Every Manitoban can help us collectively have the summer we want. We can do this by... The two categories are 1. Getting fully vaccinated. Every eligible Manitoban must get vaccinated as soon as they can. Not just one dose, but both doses to provide maximum protection against COVID coming back and public health restrictions being necessary once again. The second being following all public health orders. Every Manitoban must follow the ongoing public health orders that protect you, your family, our healthcare system from COVID-19. If we do these two things, we can reopen and stay open. These responsibilities allow us to achieve what we need to reopen. So high vaccination levels, more and more Manitobans get one dose, then dose two of the vaccines and low COVID-19 levels. Case counts, test count, positivity rates, and IC emissions are declining or low. So how will we move along the 4321 Great Summer Path? In the week before each holiday milestone, announcements will be made about specific reopening plans focused on activities Manitobans miss the most. These decisions will be based on progress towards the twin goals of more vaccinations and less COVID-19 in our communities and hospitals. What vaccination levels are required for each holiday milestone? The only sure way to protect ourselves and our healthcare system from COVID-19 is to get vaccinated. One vaccination dose offers initial protection. Two vaccination doses offers the highest possible protection. So by Canada Day, they want 70-25, which means 70% of all Manitobans age 12 and above have received their first vaccination dose, and 25% have received their second vaccination dose. By August long, they want 
and by Labor Day, they want 80.75. Yeah, so there you have it. That's the whole thing. So what I mean by it means nothing, let's say we hit one of these milestones. Let's say that we do exactly what's written in this reopening plan. It is Canada Day, and we have the low COVID-19 levels and the high vaccination levels. Let's say we have 70% of Manitobans age 12 and up. They've got their first dose, and we have at least 25% have their second dose. Then um, I'll go, okay, so we, we achieved those milestones, so I'll go back up to the three holiday milestones by Canada Day, 25% or greater opening capacity for businesses, services, and facilities, as well as increased gathering sizes with restrictions for some sectors. So what does that mean? They're going to let 25% or greater open for some businesses. They'll have an increased gathering size, but it doesn't say how much. And there will still be restrictions on some sectors. So basically, come Canada Day, if we hit those milestones, the vaccination rate, uh, 70, 25, and the low COVID cases, they'll tell us a week before what they're going to decide to open up. But that's no, no different than just now. We, every two weeks, we just wait and, and they tell us what they're going to open up. The only difference is, is this, is they're giving us, they're not going to tell us what they're going to do if we achieve these numbers or achieve these goals, but they're giving us a hard no of what they're not going to do if we don't get these numbers. Meaning, if we get these numbers, then a week before the milestone holiday, they'll tell us what they're going to do. It doesn't say which sectors, which businesses, how much of an increase uh, gathering sizes will be. Um, and they always say they'll, they'll there'll be some restrictions on sectors. So it's... It, this whole thing means nothing. It's just a way for them to say that if we don't have 7025 by Canada Day, nothing's changing. So it's just another push for the vaccine. Uh, like this is it. The government or Brian Pallister claims that he's not going to mandate vaccinations, but he's just going to do it either through business, um, like like what he did with the Jets, allowing up to 500 fully vaccinated people attend or he's going to do it with the reopening schedule just he's just not going to reopen businesses if we don't get vaccinated so it's it was all for nothing the whole hype the whole week question after question reporter kept asking what's going to happen what's going to happen and uh pallister anderson kept hinting to this big reopening plan and it's a whole bunch of nothing so even when when reporters were asked about it this time, uh, they kept clarifying that this is not health orders, it's just a plan. So basically we're in the exact same spot we were. Every two weeks, they come up with a cherry-picked plan. Um, a lot of times it's who caused the most noise. And, um, and then we have a two-week... We know two weeks ahead of time what's taking place. Nothing in this plan is about 
what's going to take place in September with school. Is it going to be remote learning or are students going to be in person? Or is it going to be like 50-50, like a lot of school districts are doing? So, yeah, this whole wait was for nothing, Manitoba. Typical. And I feel sorry most for small businesses because they're left with absolutely nothing. It doesn't say it, it doesn't say which sectors can even open. It's so frustrating. So even take it to the very end by Labor Day. Let's say we had hit 70 or sorry, 80, 75, 80% of all Manitobans age 12 and above have received their first vaccination and 75% have gotten their second vaccination. And let's say the case counts are low. It says by Labor Day, September 6th, all services, facilities, and businesses will reopen with limited restrictions in some cases. So even if we do everything they say right to the very end, they're still saying there'll be, there could be limited restrictions in some cases. Basically, like I said, there's absolutely no change. This was a nothing plan. It was basically saying, if you get vaccinated, if we hit these rates, this is um, there's a possibility of openings. If we don't hit the rate, then it's just a hard no. So it was just a big cop out from Pallister and Rusin. But other than that, Manitoba, that's going to do it for me. Uh, I just wanted to cover the uh, four news conferences that happened in the last few days. I want to thank you guys for joining me. I hope I'm getting better at this. Um, I'm new, but uh, for those that did listen, thank you very much. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at MBFreeThinker. And I got a WordPress site going. It's mbfreethinker.wordpress.com if you want to check that out. There's not too much on at the moment, but uh, hopefully I'll be adding more stuff to that soon. And uh, like, share, and subscribe, as always, uh, to help out the show, do all that good stuff. And other than that, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Thank you.